millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. With Renault, official car partner of the GAA, driving passion for sport and communities throughout Ireland and abroad. We may not be able to get in on the sporting action we're used to, but we can get in on some exclusive offers from Renault. To celebrate their second year as official car partner of the GAA, Renault is offering a range of special offers on their new and used vehicles, exclusive to all GAA club members. So now you can take home the win right to your door. Check out Renault.ie/ga to find out more. And a grain of rice, and a grain of rice is going to tip the scale. Just remember that, lad. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Morning, folks. Larry's after telling us to puck it out there, so that means we're recording here uh, in the Irish Examiner uh, podcast sponsored by Renault. Uh, very grateful for them being on board as our sponsors this year, partners with the GA and uh, Great, great to have them on board for our championship season, which we didn't think would be kicking off uh, this weekend in October. None of us foresaw that when Tip were lifting the Liam McCarthy last year. Uh, but look, we're thrilled. We're, we're, you're all in level five today, guys out there. And uh, we're so sorry for the people. It's, it's, it's so affecting, but we're, we're so grateful. And we're still, we still, I suppose, somewhere in the back of our heads have a small bit of concern until we get the matches started on Saturday evening that, that we're going up and running and everything's going ahead and we're so looking forward to the weekend with, with the two big games I suppose a lot of games around the country between um, all the various Joe McDonough Christy Ring down along and, and but the big ones I suppose being Claire Limerick and uh, Dublin Leash in the Lee McCarthy uh, delighted this morning to be joined by the usual suspects he's a new background uh, in the picture uh, uh, TJ Ryan, uh, it's the Golden Gate Bridge, I think, or something like that, but it's covered in fog. Come in out of the fog, TJ. I'm here, Dello. Good morning. Yeah, yeah, morning. Uh, we have Mark as well. Lovely shirt and tie on there. Uh, must be meeting some client with a bit of money this morning for, uh, <laughs> to be advised where to invest it in these troubled times. Good man, Dello. Thanks very much. You're welcome. <laughs> Best of luck with that sale there this morning. <laughs> also delighted and great to have him, and hopefully we'll have him regularly now throughout the year. We have uh, Derek Houston. Thanks, Derek. Yeah, not a bother, Anthony. You. Great stuff, great stuff. Good, good, good. And we have Brian Hogan as well. Hoagie, how things? Good day, hello. Yourself? Great, great. Great this morning, though. Great, yeah. A lot of people around this area feeling a bit shook this morning, I'd say, because the outback in Murky Browns could just about contain the 15 people last night for the last few points before God only knows when. Uh, but there was a bit of a sing-song going when I was going to bed at half 10 last night just before they closed up. Uh, fair play but sure look at sad times that's what can we do <laughs> I, got Dela, I, I tell you in fairness you know Dela, I haven't looked seen you looking as sharp in a long time now you've no schmiggle the hair is cut you're definitely down six or seven pounds I'd say you must be going back on the TV this weekend there I, I think there's talk of it alright but look six or seven now 
is, is, is harsh. Like the camera puts a few pounds on you as well, you know what I mean? So, I in around that kind of mark, you know what I mean? And a bit to go, like today's only Thursday as well, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, when you have to make waste, you know, you have to make waste, TJ, you know, in the racing world. We're always, we're always in touch with the racing world here as well. Like, you know, we mightn't be in touch with Gaelic football or rugby or anything like that, but we're in touch with the racing world. Uh, yeah, I know, trying to make waves, trying to make waves. Um, but it'll be all hats and scarves this year, Mark, on the Sunday game. So, uh, we'll hide the you, multitudes. You'll be in the outside broadcast, though, will you? You won't be in the comforts of the studio? No, the studio's only, the studio now will only be for Sunday night because any of the outside broadcast studios will be too small between cameramen and producers and guests and that. And, you know, it's a changed world and everything, really. So we're told to layer up for Sunday. Myself and Don Logue, so we'll have the, the thermals on, the gloves on, and the hats on, and nothing. We'll, I hope you'll, uh, you'll, 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 um, you'll condone with him now on his um, inter-county management career that has put on pause for a couple of months, right, sir? Yeah, well, we were going to talk about that, obviously, lads. we got the go-ahead, and, and it's good cue, Mark, I suppose. To, to kick us off and, and um, we got to go ahead lads from, from Neffet number one who have decided and, and um, you know we, we are thrilled we got a fair bit of stick on social media lads the GA didn't we for going ahead I, I think it was a lot of it was why should they go ahead and we're not going ahead and I suppose it's a natural <coughs> understandable feeling among people Do you know I, you know I know from um, my wife Alicia like could be you know hairdressers was a point, late appointment last night and going into boutiques I suppose and things like that and even uh, she was just saying even the Innes bookshop yesterday like how much work they'd put into the whole um, and I was in a menswear shop uh, the day before yesterday Patrick Brooks and Innes and, and that's the social distancing measures and why they're closed down you know it's, it's amazing stuff though that it's hard on them isn't it you know um, but look uh, strange times I suppose and we're we're delighted to get the go ahead, and I think it will do an awful lot of peop- an awful lot of stuff for people. I, I, your feelings on that, lads? Yeah, I suppose um, there isn't the right answer or wrong answer. You can see the emotion across social media from different factions. I think, for, as GA people, we're you know first and foremost delighted to have just have matches on. You know, as a as a spectator, obviously from the sidelines. Um, um, you know, the club. It was great. We we've been on obviously talking about the club situation. It's been fantastic. Um. I think, you know, the, who I think of, especially, you know, coming into the, the winter months, dark months, is the likes of me, my father-in-law and, you know, the, the elderly people, you know, who, you know, uh, I would I would have said to him during the club scenario, listen, I'll, I'll hook you up to, to Zoo or to, you know, on the social media, I'll hook up the, the laptop to look at TV if you want to watch the club. Ah, no, no, I'm not interested, you know. It's almost, it's no good. If I can't walk down to Nola Park or wherever and watch it, he kind of, the boat was almost taken out of it. Whereas, Having a match now on a Saturday evening or a Sunday Sunday evening or the Sunday game on even, yeah. even though it's in the winter, there's a little bit more, I don't know, a little bit more normality for him, for the likes of him, you know, in terms of being able to to watch the inter-county scene, you know, and like, you know, particularly for us all, I suppose, with, geez, the winter months are long and dark enough as it is, like, you know, but if you didn't have sports on, you'd be, you, you would crack up, you know, and people, some people have mentioned the whole, you know, the mental aspect of it. And, uh, you know, I've heard, I've seen one or two people kind of scoffing at that, you know, I'm playing it down, but I don't think you can underestimate the value of having having sports, and then obviously our sport being being hurling. You know, having that on during these months, you know, when it's tough enough, having having that on as a kind of a release for an hour or two hours, you know, it's massive. It really is. And look, the important thing, obviously, is that everything is done to make sure that the players are protected and, and looked after in, in as best they can. And 
I think from our speaking locally, I think you know everything has been done to ensure that the you know the guys are tested and abide by the the rules that are in place. But yeah, look, yeah. personally, I'm delighted that we have have the have the, the intercounty kicking off. You know. Yeah, Brian, I, I even stayed up to watch every minute of the two-hour Sunday game football show on Sunday night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit disappointed now. I'm just a bit disappointed, Rory O'Neill, that you didn't include uh, some of uh, Antrim and Kerry in the Division 2A final. <laughs> I just thought, you know, that was a big game for us uh, in the Hurling world. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd say the Antrim and Kerry boys are a bit disappointed. But look, I know how hard it is, Derek, you know as well, how hard it is to fit in everything there on a Sunday night at times and even to get enough people to cover the games at this stage with all the restrictions and, and the amount of people that are allowed but it, it is great to have it back Yeah, I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in the plus camp as well Dale. I'm delighted it's going ahead I'm in agreement that it's going ahead in fairness I think there's a lot of credit due to the squads and the players for agreeing and going ahead and I think that majority of them as far as I can see are willing to go ahead maybe the GEA could look after those squads maybe next year or whatever for making this kind of real for the country and helping with the, with the winter um, they all seem to be playing by the rules there's a lot of strict regulations around kind of uh, temperature checking and testing in a lot of the squads I see but definitely I'm, I'm delighted it's going ahead and I'm looking forward to the matches it'll be interesting to see how they pan out um, will we be looking at something that we probably didn't foresee in two or three weeks' time, but I'm certainly looking forward to it. And should Limerick and Clare on Sunday, Delo is a good place to start, isn't it? It is, it is, it is. And and Derek, from a Clare point of view, there's a lot of suggestions out there that they might um, bring next year back to under 18 minor and under 21, <coughs> uh, as we knew it, uh, because the two, no, there's talk now that they'll finish them, obviously, but we originally thought maybe the first announcement, um, John Fogarty had it up right nearly yesterday in the morning that they, they were gone. Uh, as we knew them for the year but now the talk is uh, from Crow Park is that maybe they'll look at it when lockdown five is over like in early December but from a clear point of view we were gone out of the minor in 20 uh, and uh, if it goes up a year we'd, we'd have to face into that Cork minor team again next year and that Tipperary under 21 team but no for those groups Derek very hard decision isn't it with all the work they've done and, and seemingly the very same protocols in place and less risk because of the age yeah, and just picking up on that in school here, you know, we, we, we have a number of the lads involved, obviously they're involved with the water minors here. They were due to play Tipperary being carried the weekend and just the whole deflation of the boys here in school, you know, they were just living for it. They worked meticulously over the last number of months, as have many teams. And I, look, I was involved in the Leach minors last Saturday. We were beaten comprehensively by, by a really, really good Offaly team. And, you know, Offaly, the momentum that it would have built up from that, they were due to play, we'd say, Kildare, we'd say this weekend. And look, it's, it's very deflating. The only thing I will say is I, I don't think any decisions are actually motivated by ill will or I think they're, you know, without knowing the, the minute or the detail of all the decisions, I think there's a sense there that, you know, the decisions are being made for, for the correct the correct reasons. And uh, we're, we're, all we'll do, I suppose, is speculate on the decisions. And, and I think it was kind of like a, a funneling approach to look senior inter-county championship is the one where, where most people will benefit from and can be controlled as best as possible, if you like. And I think just picking up on what TJ and what Brian said, I think there's also, I get the feeling that the boys, just, you know, Kevin Moore is inside the staff here with us that day. There's a feeling that they're kind of nearly representing more than, than, than their counties almost now that there's, you know, they, you know, without being corny about it, that there's just a feeling that they're kind of almost, you know, I won't say representing the country, but they're kind of standing for what, what we've always disposed over the years in terms of what the hurling stands for, you know, and, and, I just got that sense from Kevin, you know. Last week he was kind of saying to me, look, if, it, if it's off, I'd rather know now, but I'd love it to be on because 
I, I thought he felt really free in his attitude towards the whole year as well. Not like a free kind of hit on the year, but just picking up on his vibes. It was just kind of a sense of, listen, we're, you know, it's bigger than ourselves now. And, and you know, the mental health benefits, as, as Brian has alluded to, are, are, I don't think they can be overplayed or overstated at all. You know, it's, it's, it's a fact that all our parents, ourselves, all the families will benefit from, from, from the involvement. The interesting thing for me will be the planning that's necessary for, you know, if we were lucky enough to get over the line for the first time <coughs> since 1959, you know, the, the, the planning that's needed in terms of the celebratory sense that will, att will attach to a kind of a, a breakthrough victory and all that. I'd imagine the COVID advisory committee within the GA are actually nearly planning for that, if you like. You know, that, that kind of eventuality that we'll, we'll, we'll see an outbreak of emotion, if you like. So um, we hope that happens, but we hope we're able to control it at the same time. No? I'd say, Derek, they're hoping for uh, Dublin and Kilkenny again. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, like if one of the weaker counties like Cork win the Hurling and I think what happened, right? I mean it'd be very hard to contain I'm like I know I know the fact that you're out of the minor and you're the 20 just in just one week there, and then you and come here you're long odds on to get bit by uh by Limerick over the weekend you're just you're a brave man making that statement down the way I thought you the always. touch of I thought you'd have touched a food poisoning there and you couldn't do anything on he knock it out of the bed at all yesterday. You were able to I look at the phone and, and the bookies' odds and stuff like that. Are we rank outsiders the weekend, are we? You're, you're long on, yeah. And, and like for a, for a crowd that was going for you as well at the start of the year, the COVID hasn't been good to you, you know, unfortunately. Oh, and, and, and literally, no, I will say that the minor team, you know, cock very well drilled, I will say. You mentioned Don Lowe, Jesus, the stamp mm. of the boys was all over them. And, um, yeah. I suppose, look, Claire, Claire would have fancied themselves maybe going into that one. The under-20, the way the injury list broke, lads. Aidan McCarthy, who I'm hearing might have a half a chance of lining out now on Sunday. But if he played Monday night, he was going to be gone for Sunday, I think, with the, with the Tom, you know. But um, he was gone. Bradley Higgins, who probably would have been full-back. Uh, Aaron Maloney, who would have been wing-back. They'd have been three 20-year-olds, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah, Jamie, yeah. who's the real kind of up-and-coming young lad. There's a lot of, well, along with King Galvin and Mark Rogers that, that they'd be looking Shane, this Shane Meehan the banner and Innes who wouldn't be a lot he wouldn't have even known of the banner but they've been there and they're really trying to get their underage going and they had a couple on the Flannans Harty Cup panel and Shane Meehan wasn't in Flannans but a real prospect brilliant hurler brilliant footballer he cried off late on Monday so the 20s facing into tip you know I would give them great credit actually for the first half they put up, put up even oh, you know that's a fair strong tip team like yeah, no more different to any of the lads that have already spoken, Anthony. Like the television and the live streaming again has been massive because you had the Cork Kerry game on the live stream, which <laughs> I would never have probably watched up before. But we're now finding that you're watching more and more games because that availability is there. But I like you watched a good bit of football last Sunday as well. I actually watched the Mayo and the Galway game on the television live. So I think it's great that the GA is back. I, I, there is a sin, tinge of sadness, the fact that the minors and the under-20s aren't going to probably be able to proceed at this moment in time. And I suppose the hope is that maybe come the start of next year that competition could be finished off. Like, But I'm a bit disappointed that the GA weren't faster out of the blocks, um, Anthony, or maybe hadn't it sorted out in advance that if Level 5 did arrive, that the minors and the under-21s <laughs> get clarity straight away. Like, it's amazing that there was 320 matches played last night. And the only disappointment I have from the whole thing is that the All-Ireland Under-20 final, Dublin and Galway, oh, sorry, Dub yeah, Dublin and... Um, Galway, yeah. This weekend isn't going to be played. Like, I mean, 
if they knew a week ago that this was potentially going to happen, that could have been played last night and Wednesday and the last night, I think. And if you went to both Dublin and Galway and said, look, lads, would you play Wednesday night under the lights? I'd say they definitely have played. Now they're in limbo. There's an All-Ireland out there. Or maybe get a sanction to play one game or something like that. But I just think that that under-21 football championship is there, has been there since the start of the year and is bitterly disappointed that that, that, that match won't be played or won't be finalised. Yeah, agreed. And uh, geez, there is an element, lads, I'm going to say it straight out. And I have commented on social media because you'd be savaged I'd say by some of the anti-GA people out there <laughs> anyway we know that exists I suppose and most of our listeners won't be those people but um, I just think there's been an awful lot of you know there was talk of a second wave since last April but there's been an awful lot of making it up in the week and see how this goes and see how that goes and I, I just don't think our plans have worked Mark you know but, I, I, look, look I, I'm not having a cut off of the GA in any respect but I thought John Horn two weeks ago came out with traps at half nine on a Monday morning and, and suspended all club championships when one more week would have finished every county final across the country. I, I, I don't understand that. I, I think he definitely reacted to, to social media and that kind of stuff and bad press. Like, this, that was the same night that Neffert, that Tony Hoolan had wrote to the government. The government were going to have hard decisions, but wait for the government to make the decision rather than the GA coming out and stopping it. And like one more weekend would have finished every county final across the country. Now, but would you say, Mark, would you say, can I cut across you there, Smavi, now, that look, that you wouldn't be overly proud of some of the scenes in the situation we were in. Now, I understand we haven't won a county championship since 05. If we won it this year, like in Clare, and somehow we were nearly lucky uh, that Six Mile Bridge and Kilmurray Abricken, who would have been first or second favourites in both competitions, won yeah. it. And it maybe wasn't a, as huge a deal. They've won loads of them. Like if we won it again, I, I don't know if I could have contained myself from going down to Clarecastle and meeting the lads. And, you know, we all know that ourselves. But I suppose, TJ, you were in that situation with Thomas's. No, you did three in a row, which so there's no major novelty, but there's a huge novelty in Thomas's doing three in a row. But there was no. <laughs> I didn't see any videos he up on top of each other's backs and going ape. And I know he went to Gart into the big hall and the Lady Gregory the night of the game and tried to do things right. And But that's very tough for maybe there was clubs around the country won it for the first time in 75 years. We know Galway, Corrafin football, the best club football team possibly ever. And, and they had to be turned, you know, a new team to win it. And, 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 and the various, I'm not going to mention county by county, but there was some scenes coming out there drinking drinking out of cups and stuff that delay people out there that are not interested in our games and COVID numbers going up, it didn't look good. No, it didn't look good. And I suppose poor old Black Rock kind of got a lot of bad press out of, out of what they did after winning the county championship in a long time. It is expected. Um, it's a difficult one. And I think myself that young people up and down the country, and I know some of them are getting a bit of stick for house parties and these suspected parties are going on at weekends. I think in general, I think they've done exceptionally well. I know that myself, like, they'll imagine taking us back to when we were 2021, if you were told that you could stay at home like for six weeks. It's a difficult ask for young people. There's no like pub outlet, there's no club outlet. It is tricky. The only outlet these guys have is GEA. And it's a natural thing to celebrate which your buddies have training so hard when you win a competition. And what Derek just touched on there, like if we have a scenario where Mayo, let's say, win the football and let's say Watford window hurling, it won't be able to be controlled irrespective of who does what because it'll be a lifetime moment and it'll be just something surreal. So that's something that people will have to discuss and we'll watch this place. 
we're delighted to be getting to go ahead, lads. Hopefully things are, you know, I, I could expect maybe that we might get an announcement just after the semi-finals that, lads, there's going to be no homecomings. No matter who wins this, the Cup is going to stay in Dublin. Yeah. The team will be making their way home during the week, even or whenever. It, there'll be no information out there and stuff like that. I'd say we'll be requested to do something like that and hopefully that people will say, no matter who wins it, you know, if it is a Waterford or a Mayo, who, and we know they're the two longest famines there that you, you know, with, with due respect of the two mm-hmm. counties that would be real, real contenders to do it and it has <clears> quite come home in a long time and that, hey, look, I think that that'll have to be the way, but look, we're, we're going ahead anyway, lads, and, and uh, we're back to the future, Brian, in, in lots of ways, in, in back to the Leicester Championship, back to the Munster Championship, as we know it, dog eat dog in yeah. Ireland. We're lucky we have a backdoor, but it is that old backdoor trapdoor system where I'm saying the losers of Clare and Limerick on, on Sunday can face the losers of Wexford and Galway. So, you know, you, you, uh, it's, it, it's back to the future, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose that's, that's the, the plus side, if you like, of uh, having this championship run off in a relatively short period of time is that it's, a, it's pretty much, you know, back to the old school way of, you know, dog eat dog and winner takes all. And, uh, you know, like we've all been raving about the championship over the last number of years and the format and the games that it's given. This is going to be a completely different animal, if you like. You know, it's a, a different time of, time of year, different conditions. You have a shorter period of time with the with the teams. You know, you're banking on, I suppose, players coming in off the back of the club uh, in form and up to the required level of fitness, you know, for inter-county. And then, you know, as you say, it's kind of a, there's very little margin for error as well. And uh yeah, it's going, to, it's going to be really interesting to see how, how the teams, you know, um, how the management, I suppose, manage the, this, 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 uh, this format. Um, you know, I suppose if you look at Kenny, I mean, his, historically, we, we typically wouldn't have played challenge matches, you know, uh, particularly, you know, when you come into the summer, we might play one to open a pitch. You know, I remember going down to, down to yourselves down at Clare, I think yeah. it was a six-mile bridge, maybe we opened one of the pitches yeah. and, yeah. you know, and we went, went down to Limerick one year, uh, but, more often than not, that didn't happen. Um, whereas we've had two challenge matches already, uh, Watford and Clare, you know, and uh, I'd be all accounts were good rattles, you know, and, uh, you know, so that's a different different element. You know, Brian, I suppose, has been keen to try and get some sort of, ma- you know, actual matches. He's always put, it, put huge emphasis on the in-house matches. So the fact he's, he's they've gone out and had those challenge matches is, is, you know, had a different kind of, you know, element to it. And I know he's tried a lot of players in those matches. So yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting, um, you know. But looking, as I said, looking looking forward to it, um, and you're going to be very reliant on the former guys coming in from the clubs, you know. Even talking here about who's showing up well in the last two or three weeks, the guys, the names who are being mentioned are the guys who are showing, you know, good form with the with the clubs. You know, I've heard uh, um, on Cody has uh, racked up a couple of nice, you know, big scores um, in in the two challenge matches. Obviously, we know about him from Ballyhale, Richie Reid. You know, again, led Bally Hill to the county championship, you know, was in and out of the Kilkenny panel for <clears> last year's. Be interesting to see where he fits in, you know, if, if Brian is going to, to put him in in the backs or, you know, if he's going to get a look in, but he's played well in the challenge matches. And Billy Ryan, with a good year with Bally Callan, seemingly has showed up well. So, so guys who are carrying that club form into the county scenario, because you don't have a huge window, you don't have a huge amount of time. And I think that's probably a good thing as well. Um, you know, we can talk about that. The, the the rights and wrongs of having uh, you know players going into the county setup and not coming out of it for 10 weeks you know and kind of getting uh you know kind of getting bored you know um you know and going going a bit stale whereas the guys have a bit of form now coming in from the club scenario went to the inter county setup and the matches are going to start coming thick and fast as well so uh, no no look I, I i think it's 
it's uh, it's it's shaping up for a really interesting, uh, really interesting winter. Yeah, I agree with you there. I'm just wondering about factors um, for a winter competition, Derek, like the yellow slitter. How will the referees approach, like let's say, the weather, the ground? It's like we haven't had championship this time of the year. Um, the one week turnaround, like you take the winners of Limerick and Clare, and Sunday will have to be out again the following week. I'm assuming injuries and that type of stuff will be a factor. Like guys coming from the club scene into the intensity of inter-county championship, will that be a factor? And I suppose in the last one is, how much of a factor will no fans be? You know, there on championship day, Derek, when let's say the momentum is with you, the crowd are rolling behind you, you can feel the buzz. And as you said to me before, but you can see the whites in fellas' eyes because everything is really, really up. How much of a factor will those items be heading into this championship? Yeah, hard to know. I think the challenge match circuit is a big thing in terms of preparation, in terms of, you know, just putting help on notice. I don't know, I, I listened to Michal Kirk's interview last Sunday night on the, on the television where he, he was trying his absolute best to kind of basically say that we haven't had the preparation done. You know, I think the Leash Football Championship was kind of the last finish. And I'm just, just picking up on his body language. He was, you know, it was obvious that Westmead had done a huge power of work and they kind of, they came out and did well against Leach. And I think Kirk was trying to be very, very diplomatic about his approach. And so I think the challenge match circuit is interesting, you know, but Brian has mentioned the fact that, or that you know, Kilkenny have opened at Nolan Park to both there and Waterford. And I know Waterford have been busy on the challenge match circuit and Wexford and Cork have been busy on, on the ch challenge match circuit as well. So I think, I think there'll be great stock put in those in terms of the, the overall approach to, to how they went about their business, you know, and, and, and the level that they're at. I, I'm not sure. I, I think I commented on the last time I was on about the psychological element and not having a, a fans there. Down in Waterford, we always see, you know, we have a, a great fan base. Clear, you, you always see your own fan base as being a brilliant fan base, you know. So I'm slow to kind of, but looking from afar, you always kind of remark on the limerick passion and you remark on the kind of, you know, the, the Limerick getting behind your your kind of, you know, your team through tick and ten. I'm not saying that doesn't happen to Waterford, but just, just generally looking in from afar, you always kind of say that the, the passion that Limerick bring as a kind of sporting county, I think that, that there have to be an element in that, but it's probably more for a retrospective point when you're looking back after a game, you're saying that they missed this or they missed that. And it'll be the creation of noise. You know, I couldn't help but notice today I was on the radio for Bally Gunner and Passage in the county final. The noise of the Ballygunner subs, the kind of the noise of the mere furnace, the noise of the, and I mean good noise now, I'm not saying unnecessarily kind of stupid noise as regards shouting in stupid things, just the organisational ability of everyone involved on the day in terms of the, the message given. And I thought that was fairly noticeable. I think it'll be, it'll be kind of a, an element of that, the planning phase, but, you know, ultimately it'll still come down to, you know, a championship match and how much you can recreate that kind of thing in your mind. It'll still come down to the whole, the force and nature that hurling is, I suppose, on the day. But I think those elements have to be taken into consideration. You look at the, you know, you look at the Aston Villa, Liverpool results, you look at mad results that are happening in the Premiership when, when there's no crowds there. I'd imagine it has to be a factor in some cases, definitely. Yeah, and well, on that, Derek, like, you know, I wonder, Mark, if you could take yourself back 33 or four years ago when the Canon O'Brien was over and you were making your debut and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, there's a bit of speculation around Clare maybe that we might have a change of keeper for the weekend even, you know, that Ever Quilligan might come in. Now, Ever's no young lad, like, you know, he, he's 25 or 6, like, top keeper for Fecal, but big call now if Brian makes it or not. It's just speculation. But will the no crowd help guys like that now? A young goalie, now, he's not a young goalie, but it's still a massive, you know, think back now, if this was Clare and Limerick in the regular, it would have been in Cusick Park with 19,000 heaving down your neck, TJ, as you know. You know, that's, that was what we expected last January. 
But is I it a help for a new lad? Yeah, it might be a bit of a help, but I, I think if you had it, we say I feel like Paul Shelley might be playing full forward now, and the ball was coming in high. I can tell you this much. I'd say before the ball would be landing, he'd be getting a fair bit of abuse. You're going to drop it, you're going to drop it, like, you know? And, um, Are you be telling Lohan, Lohan, Lohan? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Lohan <laughs> don't, don't, don't let him live near me anyway. <laughs> I, I will say, I, I do think the team that communicates a lot will have a benefit with the no fans there. And the one game that struck me in the club championship with Douglas and Blackrock this year, the communication on the field, we could hear it from high up in the stand, and that was a club game. I think the inter-county game will go up another notch again because good management and good teams are really, really good communicators as well. And fellas will be able to call without that noise, that background noise that is there. I, I think it will definitely be a help for any team that is a good communicating team. Yeah, now, on the, looking at the overall picture, lads, you know, and I'm going to ask you now in a while for your Munster winners, your Leinster winners and your All-Ireland winners, but do the, do the teams with the established managements have an advantage? I, I have felt that from when we had lockdown and when we knew we were going to a new system, we, we possibly didn't know whether it was going to go ahead uh, over the last while, but I would feel that, that definitely, I think, Kieran Kingston is in, in, a, in a little bit of a different that he has been there before. He's only two years out of it. He's still fairly well tuned into the, the setup. But do you think overall maybe that the, the Cody's, the Davies, the Liam Sheedy's, you John know, Kylie. The, the, John Kiley, sure, the, the obvious one, I suppose, really, fourth year now, everything won, uh, that they are in a, at an advantage over the Shane O'Neill's, the Brian Lawrence, the Liam Cahill's? I think so. Um, no, there's, there's definitely an advantage. Um, the only thing that levels the playing field a small bit is this winter championship yellow. It is new for everybody. Um, so like, there's going to be a certain learning curve there for some of the management teams. Like things like the weather and the ground, and you do still go through the lines and you still stick with what you know best and all that. I think that they'll be more factors for the management teams rather than being either new or being there before. Like, look, um, like you they still need their teams to play well. Like, are you are you asking that question on a team selection point of view, or basically? No, on a, kind of, who's going to who's going to be yeah, an advantage strategy in terms of who wins it out? Do you know yeah. that they know their system, they're familiar with it, they've played it. Where the where the three new managers, new new now, as in I'm I'm Kieran is back. Um, they're lads that have only had the few league games to work on and whatever you can do in training. They haven't had the advantage of last year, and it didn't work. It did work. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I was going to ask Derek and, and, and the boys here, um, like, is there a possibility we could see more long ball in this championship? Um, well, I, I think to come back to your, your point first, Delo, I, I think definitely the, the establishmenters ha, ha, have an advantage, or at least should have an advantage, because, again, coming back to that small window, I think people were even talking about it with regards to the, the premiership. God forbid for mentioning another sport, but uh, but you know, of course, half a load, Hoagie, you're okay. Soccer's <laughs> half you know, but you know, you know, the debate was going on about you know, Liverpool coming off the back of uh, you know, the, the the league last year and Klopp not making huge signings, but he knew what he had, he knew what he had to work with, and being able to carry that form into you know, relatively sharp break into the new season. I think it's the same here, like you know, the likes of John Kylie and uh, and Brian, obviously, and you know, one or two others who. Are fairly, you know, have a fairly steady panel, if you like, and they've probably pulled a couple of guys from the club, you know, in to freshen things up, you know, and it's going to be fresh anyway because it's going to be a whole new situation with the, with the layout of the championship. But you know, it's it's just trying to get the balance right, as opposed to coming in and putting your own stamp on things, you know, as a new manager or maybe in your second season and still trying tinkering around with maybe systems and that kind of thing. So I think 
there's an inherent advantage there for for the guys who have had that you know the bones of that group of players for a couple of years or in Brian's case 20 years you know and uh, you know kind of mo- they're all very clear in terms of what what the expectations and what the requirements are um so from that point of view yeah I think definitely there's an advantage in terms of the long ball um yeah just on like, that before you go into the hoagie we, we received, we, and it's going to be in the uh, Examiner online tonight and probably in tomorrow's paper, Larry, am I right? Uh, the stuff we received from Brian McDonald, Erog Nina, great stats man, uh, great reporter as well. Um, his website is 6242.com. It's fascinating stuff like with, with teams that fouled the most last year, 85% of them won, won their matches, like tip fouled more in the final, still won the game. And we, you know, it's it was amazing stuff, and also it was there was a lot on puck outs and Brian, mm. like the kitty came out the worst of it nearly in terms of when they went long. Yeah, they, they came out the worst of it. Now yeah. TJ's point maybe with the time of year, will there be more long direct play involved? I don't. Well, I don't. I, the pitches the guys are going to be playing on are going to be the best pitches in Ireland. You know, you're going to be playing in Crow Park, you're going to be playing in Turles in these places. So, you okay. know, it's not it's not yeah they're not going to be playing in, in swamps like maybe you know. 10, 15 years ago, or, you know, or that we, you know, we remember, you know, when the National League used to split over maybe, you know, November, December, and then you'd be praying for the dry weather to come in. So, you know, I think in terms of the style of play, teams are still go- are not going to, you know, you know, completely reinvent themselves. You know, the teams are looking for possession hurling, trying to work the ball up the field. They're still going to play to that that system. Um, I don't see huge, you know, changes simply because the, the time of year it's being played at. Um yeah, the, the, the stats that you sent on, like, Jesus, you sent on some amount of read material there last night. <laughs> Larry, you could have sent it on a bit earlier. <laughs> it put Mark Landers to sleep. There was no problem, Brian. He did dicky but, tummy, but he once he went into the stats, he fell asleep, no bother. I, I forgot I about the tummy. down, right? And then I had the first page read, and then I flicked down another page, and another page, and I said, ah, lads, lights out now. Come on. Yeah, well... I mean, you could, you could, you could look. I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll probably go into it in a bit of detail. I mean, and you know, there's, there's, there's no end to the amount of data points that you can pick from. And I think you're, you know, it, they're always, you know, they're useful, absolutely. And yeah, but you always have to take them in the context of, you know, the patterns you're trying to look for, you know, because if you just take one stat and on its own, it can give you a very different kind of sense of what's actually happening, rather than taking it in the in the context of the overall pattern. I mean, if I just pick, I suppose. You know, the, the, the one that we would have always looked at, you know, was, was work rate, you know, at a very simple level, you know, we would have always looked at the kind of the hooks, blocks, the breaking ball. Basically, if you're winning the collisions, you know, for want of a better word, you know, in a different sport, more often than not, you're going to come out the right side of it, you know. And it's interesting, you know, when you look at that, that PDF that Larry sent that on, seem, you know. That seems that to it, be decreasing, Brian. What's that? Rate. That seems to be decreasing yeah, as the years yeah, are going on. Work rate. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, there, there might be different reasons for that as well. I don't think it's as, as simplistic as saying that teams are begin, getting better at, at, at uh, holding on to possession or whatever. But but if you just take 2019 in its own right, you know, if you look at the top three teams and the average number of uh, turnovers in a tackle, Limerick, Tip and Kilkenny, you know, if you take the average total hooks and blocks, Limerick, Tip and Galway, you know, the average number of uh, number of breaking balls one, Kilkenny, Tip, Gol. Like, you're seeing a kind of a, a general pattern in terms of those three or four teams that we would have picked last year as the guys who would have been in contention, you know, the Tips, the Limericks, you know, and, 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 and Limerick are probably the best, best exponents of it. It's an area that Kilkenny would have always focused on and, you know, and would very much put emphasis on. But Limerick, with their physique, their mobility, you know, everything, they've really kind of, you know, honed in, you know, they've come up very strongly in those areas. So that, that's just one area that Brian is, 
summarized watched, that I would have I would have looked at, you know. Yeah, watched three Limerick games yesterday. A lot of people think that's a grand thing to be doing, but you know, has to be done for for when you're doing analysis for Sunday, and it'll probably be a a forty five second clip in after all that. But uh, yeah, and, and when and you just, only look when you look at it like again and said, Jesus, they're savage around the middle, like yeah. But when you're talking to a player, our players, you know, and you're saying, look, lads, we want to win work rate. We want to work rate up high. Like, what does that mean? You know, you're talking in terms of a, 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 just a general phrase to a, to a group of players. But when you can actually give them a specific and say, these are the three areas. And we're talking about hooks, blocks, and this is where we've we've come out in terms of the, the leaderboard. You know, you're giving them something to actually aim for. Like, okay, you're not going to be saying, lads, we're 25 today. We were 25 or 36 the last day because it's a totally yeah. different match. Has to be but in the con- like- exactly. In the context yeah. of the, 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 the how the match is panning out, you know, then that's something for guys to actually take on board and, and benchmark themselves against and go, right, no, we have, we've dropped our, we've dropped our standards, you know? So from that point of view, I see huge benefits in the, in, in, in that kind of, you know, that kind of data. And, and, and uh, yeah, that was one, as I said, yeah, that was one PDF that I kind of went to first, you know, just as a matter of, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I knew, I knew you would. <laughs> but Mark, 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 he scored fairly low on the work rate side of things and things like that. And do you know, you did that, you did, that was, that was the, on one of the graphs of Cork, we're low now, look, but, but we have talked about this before now, right? And we have spoken about last year and Cork were lucky to come third in Munster last, the last match and luckily enough, um, you know, uh, Tip, tip beat Limerick and, and they got through but then they kind of didn't perform but look I, I think there's a new freshness about Cork I actually kind of have fancied them to do things and um, I, I think a lot of people think that this perception around there that the winter hurl them one through Cork I, I think Hoagie's point about the pitches we're going to be playing on are going to be really good um, like really, realistically if Cork can manage to get over Waterford they'll probably be playing the rest of their games if they keep going positively in Parky Keeve or Croker so they're going, the ball is going to be flying there like yeah, yeah. But the weather, the weather, the weather, but it's under really TJ for ourselves. Though it's when the ball is, and I used to love it as a defender, the ball stuck in the muck in the league. I love the National League, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think under underground for hurling is everything like underfoot. Yeah, well, look, all the pitches are in fantastic order. No crow park, um, Tullus and Parky Cueve in particular. No, they are absolutely fantastic. So I think the surface will be pretty good. T- Teachers writing in terms of the rain and probably cold and that kind of stuff. And if you as golfers now, professional golfers, once there's any bit of a wind, a bit of a rain, so they, 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 they'll shoot over power all day long. So that will come into it in some respects, Anthony. But I, I think the biggest the biggest problem that Kian Kingston probably has at the moment is that the club championship or club championship went right up to the end date and he hasn't had a whole pile of time with his players. Um, I don't think... Uh, yeah, he would want to go through the front door, but it might be a bit of a help to go through the back door as well at the same time. The the match against Waterford, I, I think it may come a bit early for a couple of players in terms of preparation and stuff like that, even though he has been there before. I, I think, I, I'm going back to the league match this year in Welsh Park, where Cork had a very, very strong team and Waterford had, a, you know, by their, by their own players that were available to them, didn't have the strongest team out. And they outfought Cork, and Cork got two goals at the start of the game against the Breeze. Like it was just, I thought Waterford were really, really good that day, and I'm not, I'm not blowing them up for the sake of, of because we're playing in the championship. I actually do think Waterford will beat Cork in the first round of the championship. Yeah, I can, I can, we can see Derek McGrath going Yara as the Kerry <laughs> fellas would say here on the other yeah. side of the screen. Well, now, like Parig, Parig Manny um, suffered a, 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 I suppose, a year-ending injury recently, which is disappointing. And that's it. But from what I can gather, Owen Cadigan and um, Dara Fitzgibbon and Colm Spillane, who went off with a broken finger in the county final with Castle Lines, 
the three of them don't seem to be available or won't be available for the first round either. So, yeah. like, they I, was, I was talking to a fellow from Galway uh, on Tuesday and he told me that um, uh, Colum Spillane didn't give Conor Whelan a puck of a ball last Sunday morning in a challenge match. So, I take, I take it with a grain of salt there, some of that injury stuff from Cork. Yeah, well, I, I tell you, you'd have to have a word to Castle Lines fellas because he was supposed to have a broken finger in the first minute of the county final. <laughs> and I tell you, it, it'll be a big boost for Cork if he's back, to be honest with it. But, um, unless, unless this Galway man knows, was telling me lies. He said, uh, I said, how was Tweeling going? Like, you know, and you're trying to milk every bit of information. He said, your man yeah, was back. Yeah. Fellow was supposed to be out with the broken finger. It's Penan, he says. Clean well, yeah, well, look, the, the big the big news this week, just for our, our buddy there in Limerick, TJ, is that both Mike Casey and Virgil van Dijk now are after suffering serious injuries for the year. So, I don't know, um, TJ, whether Liverpool are going to be able to um, to respond to that or not. Like, but um, injuries are a big part to play, uh, Dalo. And and, 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 and Waterford, like, TJ, Jesus, and I go back to Derek after you, and, like, Jesus, that's a hammer blow. Your captain, your free taker, talisman to me up front, oh, gone. Along with his brother having decided to retire, who I thought there was loads left in, uh, you know. And, and, and that's one of the factors I'm talking about here, Dylan. Like if you look at Limerick and Clare Sunday, the week, a week later, the winners play Tipperary. So, like, you could pick up anything in, the, in these conditions, and they did no doubt those have injuries. Porrick's a massive loss to that Watford team. He's a leader, like, he's a free taker, he's a scoring forward. Like, we all know when you're picking teams and scoring forwards are difficult to find. So, that's a monumental loss, like, for them. And, and, and for Liam heading into his first championship campaign. Like, the managers, I, I do hear what you're saying, the point earlier on about um, are they a little bit of a disadvantage? One of the small things that fell in their favour was the time. Usually when you get a job right at the end of November, we'll say, and you're trying to, like, the league hits you straight away, then you're into the championship, and you're literally out of the championship in year one before things really... They got a few games, they had a look at a few players. Then... They had something in the summer which intercounty managers usually don't have was time. Time to just kind of put plans in place, think about it, have a look at players, have a look at players in their club environment with a view to the championship coming down the track, right? So I don't think that that's as big a factor as maybe, as, as you might think. I do think the winter ground and weather and injuries will be, will be more of a factor here. Possibly the referees. Like, how is a referee going to referee potentially let's say, Kilkenny in Dublin, right? If he lets Kilkenny away with murder like they normally do, Dalo, <laughs> Kilkenny will bully more teams in the, in the winter, right? But then if it's kind of a lo- loads of freeze in the game, are we looking at potentially less freeze and looking at all those stats in terms of hooks and blocks and tackles? They, they are the type of factors that, that will come into play. But I do think that injuries, and looking at the championship in particular, you're kind of fine. There will be one or two surprises in here. Where are they? And injuries, injuries could be the factor. But yeah, Derek, 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 Derek I, I think a, a bit rich from the, the biggest team in Ireland now who are savaging everyone in the middle and are being accused of putting two double-handed tackles hand in, hand out. They're the, they're the, you can't take them on in the middle zone coming up with that sort of raw mate she's after coming out with there. Like. <laughs> they're, still, they're, still, they're still sore over the semi-final last year, I think. <laughs> he sore over the semi-final in what year was it? Oh, 14 was it? 14. The wet one? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Derek? I, I, I just think, like, I'm, I'm looking, and TJ's right, maybe in one way that the, the new managers did have a look. And I think if you look at it, maybe with question marks about Galway, whether Shane Cooney probably would be centre back, but he was so good for Thomas's. 
I think he will be centre back now for Galway. You know, so there's pros and cons. I, there's bags under your eyes, uh, Derek, from staying up all night. I'd say reading them stats last night. I'd say you were loving it. He was loving it. Yeah. Well, actually, actually, Brian produced a brilliant, brilliant statistical breakdown in Limerick two years ago. The same chap that, that produced those stats. He, like he's look, he's nailed on. It's like anything else. It, it, it's picking up on the point that Brian Hogan made there about it's, it's filtering them down to, to make them appropriate to what the context that you're looking for. You know, I think there's not a dressing room in Ireland that, that we're not all trying to measure intensity levels or work rate as the catalyst for any type of performance. But I think a couple of things, I suppose, to go back to the manager question, you know, the, the more experienced managers should have the advantage. But given the nature of the temperature, given the, the fact that the likes of Liam Cal and the likes of Chain O'Neill, etc., can hone in on one game from a long way off. And given their, you know, propensity to be able to plan in that manner, Chidi's another guy that I would always see, even though he's waiting in the wings, he's very good at honing in on a, on a one-off game. If you go back to even last year's game against Cork, he was waiting for it for, for ages, didn't have a good league, hasn't been together. And now, you know, he, people will, will point probably, if Limerick are hugely impressive this week, or if they are hugely impressive, people will point to the fact that they have a game under the belt as an advantage. But I would kind of see the advantage almost being with the guy that's waiting in the wings and meticulously for, for, for the challenge. So I think it works both ways that. In terms of the other question, in terms of the, the long ball or change in, 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 given the weather, etc. I think, as I've said it on record for the last five years, I think nearly all teams are playing with great flexibility. Will they be planning, maybe maybe before this pandemic hit, like the Limerick were possibly saying, you know, Kilkenny outworked us in the middle third in, 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 in semi-final last year. Could we have changed our game plan and put the road Hegarty inside for a few minutes and maybe go along? And I think you'll see a bit of that. I think you'll see a bit of where you'll have teams maybe will go along for different parts of the game. But I think they'll only play it, as, as Cody would say, as they see it in front of them over the years. They'll go short when it's on and they'll go along when it's on. But the nature of the championship in terms of the one-off games, but two games, I think if the round-robin game would be more difficult for new managers. But I think the the nature of a one-off kind of challenge. Orig's injury, massive loss to Waterford. As I, I was actually, Philip is here teaching with us, and I was talking to Philip the other day, and I'm in, I'm in a WhatsApp group with Philip and, and Kevin Moore for something completely different away from Ireland. And Kevin put in it, or Philip put in the other day, he used to hear about Orig, and, and so I didn't hear. So I met Philip in the corridor, and I said, you know what, I'm not even going to tell anyone, I'm not going to text anyone, because sometimes the, the perception would be that you're hanging around it. You know, when you come out of management, I'm sure TJ yeah. and Anthony have been the same, when you come out of it, that the perception is you're trying to look for info about it. So I didn't even bother texting Porrig myself um, yet, and I will, because I'd say he's the type of young fella, and 28-year-old now, I suppose, right? I'm still inclined to call him a young fella, that, that um, I suppose, you know, to do it for Porrig type of approach, just wouldn't wash with Porrig now. I'd say he just needs to kind of, kind of, you know, hone in on what's after happening to him and, and move on himself, and he will, no doubt, because he's, he's that good a young fella. So, indirectly, believe it or not, I think, you know, Tyg is back from the Cootsie, he's played in a couple of challenge matches, he's done really well. I think there'll be a bit of, I still think Waterford will end up with 10 or 11 guys from the 17 squad, if you like, but there will be a bit of freshness from a Desi Hutch, from a Jack Fagan, from a Conor Prunty, from a, from a, you know, and I think, I think that injection of freshness, as well as less expectation, makes Waterford really dangerous. And I, and, or could be, you know, I think they're really, really dangerous because I do think it will come down to intensity levels, high work ethic, um, and planning. And I think Waterford will be really, really ready for Cork, and and that, that's my feeling now. I think they'll be really ready, and whether it's enough to get over the line, I'm not sure, but I can tell you they'll be ready. 
I'm hoping for the same thing for the weekend. Uh, their, that's, our boys will be ready for what faces us. Like, you know, I know they're down a couple of the full back line, but they obviously are a well-oiled machine at this stage of the week. But lads, one of the things we're going to do this year, if we could ever get Mark Landers to enlist on, on Twitter there to make life so much easier for us, but uh, Pamela Cat. He'll keep him informed there on Kilenoa. He's his Twitter man there. He's go-to guy to see what's been said. <laughs> but lads, we're going to do our fantasy hurling teams. And I know a lot of you have entered them already. I know there was nearly consternation in Gary Spillane in the Ryan household at TJ. There's three selectors on your team. Uh, but we're going to do it, lads. Onrua and Tyrone, a hurling club in, in Dungannon. Uh, great bunch of guys. And it's all for their underage section up there for hurling, camogie. And uh, it's been a huge success for them over the years. And I think we're going to do it. We're going to get Landers eventually to get a team in by Saturday. Larry's going to link up the teams. And we're going to have a league between ourselves. We're going to have 20 quid a man on us. And whenever <laughs> we can get together, uh, that's going to be handed over by the others to me. Um, uh, there's no problem. <laughs> Not with the team I've in at the moment, I tell you. <laughs> but, uh, Larry, uh, you might come in. We're thinking of bringing the listeners on board as well here, Larry. Yeah, I see you picked the dummy team all right there with a lot oh, of it. No, there's no, I don't, don't mind that talk. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, go, fancyhurling.ie is the link to go to, I think, isn't it? And um, yeah, yeah we've, a, we've a mini league set up there for the, for the listeners as well. So I'll put out the code to join there on the, the podcast information. We'll put it on Twitter as well. We'll rustle up a prize from somewhere as well, surely. A night with Dalo, is it? Yeah. <laughs> a night at Morty Brown's when, when you, everyone brings their 20 quid first and I get you a couple of drinks. In West Clare, I put you up here. You might have to sleep in a uh, bring your sleeping bags here in the house, but uh, you'd be well used to that anyway. Everyone on the screen here looking at me, there'd be no problem slumming it anyway. TJ was on about picture when we were back when we were 20. Like, yeah, I'd say there'd be no problem getting you to picture it once you once you once you got out at all. But let's look. Um, I think we could be in for a treasure year, you know. Hopefully, now we get the breaks and numbers start coming down and then we get a go. I think we could be in for a, a year that I don't think we want to change from the round robin Munster Leinster. I think that's been, uh, uh, we go back to that uh, possibly next year with the help of God. But I think we'll embrace this year. Yeah. And, and I think Derek summed it up. I think Derek, no one else has to go or no one else has to, could say it like the way you said it about Kevin, uh, saying that there are all these guys, especially fellas who've been around the block, you know, the senior Kilkenny fellas as well, Hoagie, I imagine that, that they feel there's nearly a duty to come out and produce something big. And I think we could be in for a great championship, lads. You know, I, th- I think it could really work in our favour if the all-weather gods are a little bit kind to us that we, we, we could have magic, magic stuff. I, I'm going to nail you to the mast, Hoagie, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get you to call, call your winners, lads. And I know you have to go sh- shortly, Hoagie. I know there's a few of you under time constraints today and, uh, one or two little issues there with, with Wi-Fi, mostly down to West Clare. But uh, um, I want your Leinster winners, Hoagie. I want your Munster winners, <laughs> and I want your All Ireland winners. Straight up, one, two, three. Um, you can, I give you a two a two sentence explanation. All right. I go. I go Limerick and Munster. Um, I think after the disappointment of last year, I think just looking at the club championship and just the way some of the players are going, I just, I just, I don't know. I just. I, I've always liked the way Limerick under John Kiley have have operated, and I I'll, I'll go with Limerick and Munster. Keep it short. Uh, Leinster a little bit trickier. <laughs> um, yeah, it's Jesus. I know we're always talking Munster hurling, but Leinster it's hard to pick. Um, but look, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go with my heart. I'm going to go with Kenny. Um, I just think the short season. I think with the Ballyhale contingents, you know, firing. I think they're going to you know 
be the backbone of the Kilkenny team again. You know, I think TJ's in good form. I think he's going to, I, like what you were saying, Delo, I think the, the more senior guys, it's new, it's, there's a freshness to it. I think I'm hoping that uh, he'll bring his best form into the into the winter as well with him. Uh, so I'll go with Kilkenny. Um, and then the All-Ireland, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, again, I I don't know. I just, I think, I think a Limerick, or, you know, Limerick or a serious outfit, you know, I just... Looking at Nabir Sig and you know the, the quality of the club championship, um, I think they're going to have a big say in it. Um, so Limerick or Kilkenny, that's where my my head is at. Um, I know I've I know I've overlooked Tipperary there, um, and a couple of others. You know, um, Watford. Like I think I think Cork, Blackrock. If Blackrock, you know, with the size they have, Mark mentions, if they can offer one or two guys into that Cork setup. You know, because I think that's what the car could be missing for the last few years, potentially. But no, I look, I Limerick, I think. Limerick, Munster, Limerick, all Ireland, kick any so. Yeah. Okay, Macklanders, are you still with uh, us there? That farmer is, how many cattle did he sell? <laughs> <laughs> I have to wait for him to get back with him after the check in his pocket. But, uh, <laughs> we'll, um, yeah, for me, I start in Leinster. I think you will have, um, I think you will have. Uh, Wexford and Kilkenny final, and I think Kilkenny will come out in that. Um, in Munster, I think you will have a Waterford and Limerick final, and oh. I think Limerick will come out of that. And I think Kilkenny will win the All Ireland this year, Della. Okay, we've got that vibe off you, all right, um, for a lot of the year, fair play. And you, yeah. you, I've thought about that, I know that, but you, you mentioned it before on one of our, our, our club podcasts. Well, it, it's it's the, the the one team like I, I look I look I wrote down all the teams last night and I looked at all the injuries and I looked okay some fellas are coming back in Ty the Buck is a help for Waterford Richie English might be back Adrian Mullen might be back uh, Chris Cummy might be back for Dublin all that kind of stuff then but there's a lot of fellas are definitely out the only team that I can see bearing Kilkenny's leash that does no word of any injury they've lost no player and I think you will have to have a strong panel because. When you're going week on week or, or maybe just a fortnight between games, there will be three or four fellas that will pick up niggles and stuff for that. You will have to have a strong panel. And I think the I think Kenny has the strongest panel at the moment. I think they might be could down. I think they could be down four and we wouldn't hear about it. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Derek? Yeah, um, I, I think Bexford will win Lent, sir. I think Bexford will beat Galway. Kenny will beat Dublin. Um, presuming Dublin beat Leash and I think Wexford will win Leinster. I think I think Tip will actually win Munster, and and I'll go for Limerick to win the All Ireland to the back door. I think Tip might be waiting in, in the in the wings to beat to beat the winners of Limerick and Clare, but I think Limerick will regroup and win the All Ireland in the back door. But, yeah, with a maybe with a Richie English back fist for later on the year. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Interesting take, interesting take, and and I think a, a strong mention of of a Wexford team that were within touching distance of winning Ireland last year and really know their system. And we're not mm. hearing too much about injuries down there either. I think you know. Yeah, yeah. But we, but we're hearing about COVID that day, lot. and like this is going to be a big issue. This thing isn't going to go. Yeah, away. We, like we haven't brought the COVID into the factor here. That if a player gets COVID, what does it do to the panel? You know. Like I think you might have mentioned earlier on in the Northern Confirmed about Affili this weekend. Are they playing Christy Ring this weekend? They could potentially be down players or maybe not being able to feel it all. So Yeah, it's a big worry this morning. But I think they had to confirm two cases in the hurling panel 
but they're probably two weeks old now and they don't play for another couple of weeks and I look for I hope for everyone's sake that COVID doesn't come into play yeah. with the, you know the yeah. whole thing but TJ uh, TJ it's easy for you to call it uh, no I wouldn't say that um, I, I suppose go to Munster first concern for Limerick would be the full back line Dale, and that's realistic that's not um, that has to be has to be cheap talk no, like, like without Mike Casey and you know, Rich English and Richie's oh, yeah. just come back to training and like for a guy to come back from a cruciate and to be just d- dropped into that type of intensity in championship will be a big call and a difficult call for the management team um, the cover strange enough it's the one line where it was probably like if you look at Limerick's forwards right I was I just, just put them down on paper last night Tom Morrissey Kyle Hayes Garrod Hegarty would you be let's say your normal half forward line and you could potentially have David Dempsey Darrell Donovan Conor Boylan in there right the full forward line would be normally Gillan, let's say Seamus Flanagan, Graham Mulcahy, and you could have, let's say, a Pat Ryan, Peter Casey, David Reedy. So there's a lot of, lot of. Okay, players. we'll all turn off now, and yeah. everyone in clear, turn off, <laughs> turn off the podcast yeah. now. Everyone in clear. Okay, go on. But the, you cannot say the same for the full back line, Dale, and that is a concern. And if you were to lose somebody else, and like if Limerick could get to a Munster Championship, they'd be playing clear. A week later, play a tip. Two weeks later, play a Munster final. So that has to be a concern in the overall championship. But to go back to the question you asked me, I think that Cork will win the Munster Championship. I do think that they'll beat Waterford. I think they have the kind of handier side of the draw. The other guys will kind of knock out of each other. Derek McGrath's face is going to look Who will be in the final, TJ? Who will be in the final against Cork? That's the question I didn't ask him at all. Am I the host here or are you the host, Landers? I think Limerick will come through. They'll be clear on Sunday. They'll be tipped the following week. The shies will be knocked out of them in those two games and they'll be there for the chain. And then a bit like Tip, they'll lose the Munster final and they could go on to win the All-Ireland. Yeah? So that, that's how I see. So I do see Cork. I think the firepower Cork have. And I see some, like I think Sully and them boys will get the backs right. Tim O'Mahony, Rob Downey. I think the backs, if they get that right, I think they have enough firepower to win a Munster Championship. And in Leinster, I'm agreeing with Derek there. I think Dublin will beat Leash. Kenny will beat Dublin. They'll be in the final. And I think Galway will beat Wexford. I don't know about Wexford. I think there's a missing link there for them to go on and win the Ireland Championship. I think Galway will win Leinster. So for me, Cork and Galway will win the championships, and I think Limerick will go on and win the All Ireland. A bit like Tip, I think it'll be the management of that through the months of November and December. So my All Ireland winners are Limerick. I think they might have the strongest panel once they can get that full back piece sorted out. And the dark horses for me are Cork, even though Landers is completely screen. Eight to one Cork for the All Ireland. A little bit of value there, maybe each way one two. Well, he still, he did, before the shops closed down, he went out and did his Christmas shopping yesterday and there's still thousands left over from the Black Rock bet, so we can't... Is that extension you know, bill, no? Huh? <laughs> we're, extension we're, we're, you're getting, you're getting, you're... Yeah, we're doing We're doing Secret Santa here uh, on the show and Mark is get buying all the presents for us. Larry, come on, give us your winners. Oh, you want mine? Um, oh, you well, do want yours, Larry, because you're always <laughs> listening, and you'll be your your fantasy team is the one I'm really waiting for. Like, yeah, well, look, I think we know from uh, from a long way out that Cork are going to win the commemorative double this year. Like, so I presume uh-huh. they'll. Um, <laughs> There's a Corkness out there, right? Isn't there? Yeah, yeah, I presume they'll go through the direct route to Munster um, and uh, Leinster. I mean, look, you, you like the Germans, you never write off Kilkenny, do you? So, Kilkenny there, Cork to win. Cork to win the whole lot. Yeah. yeah. Jesus, that's the Tipperary crowd out again, like in the sleep. Unbelievable, unbelievable. <laughs> right, I better give you my 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 things. Limerick will have a handy one Sunday, so they don't want to have any injuries or any. They'll be able to play the B team there and win that. Um, 
And uh, I know I should look clear. I'll have the traditional cut off on my suppose, but you, you would expect it to probably be balanced. But I do, I do agree, Tej. Jesus, they're two serious boys to be down now. That that's the best full back line in Ireland, and to be down two thirds of it is fair going. And I I actually think it might just cost them along with Dowling, who to me off the bench was so huge for them in the last couple of years. I think it might yeah. hurt long term. So I think if they got another draw in Munster, I'd been fancying them maybe. But I I just think that. The long, the long route. So, like the rest, of the, I think Cork in a ferocious battle with Shade Watford, and I think Cork will win the Munster final. I think, I think the other side will be a lot of heavy lifting, and I think a fresh Cork team, possibly blowing the park in their home ground, ball flying, all these speedsters running everywhere, Robbie O'Flynn, etc. Uh, I think, I think they'll win Munster. I think in Leinster. I just can't call Wexford and Galway lads. I as one of the teams trying to write pieces for the weekend, trying to look at analysis. I can't call it. I swear to God, I think it's 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 the one game I have no. I I just think it's so 50 50 and 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 it'll nearly be winner take all. I think some in some ways uh, that the other crowd would find it so hard to recover from because I'd say it's eggs in the basket really with the game, and that can happen in Leinster big time more than Munster because probably the big three. We don't know what to expect from Dublin. I expect they'll win the weekend. Um, I think Kilkenny probably more settled than them with everyone. And I think Kilkenny will come out in Leinster because of that. Especially if they get Wexford in the final. I think the, the, you know, Kilkenny for revenge from last year's Leinster final. I think, I think Kilkenny will take back the Bob, Bob O'Keefe. And funny enough, lads, I think Tipperary are going to put back-to-back All-Irelands for the first time since the 60s. I, I think things... I think if they to face into that round robin, lads, in Munster in May, you know, coming straight off a National League, I think teams are after breaking the way of Liam Sheedy. Liam wants to do this, I think, back to back. He's done everything else. He stopped the drive for five, Hoagie. Sorry for bringing it up. Uh, he's came back in, won another All Ireland last year. They haven't put back to back since the 60s. I think that's Liam. And I think teams are after breaking his way, lads. He's not out this weekend. He can sit back, have a look at the winners. He knows Limerick very well from last year. If they win, he'll, he'll be licking his chops, to, you know, from the Munster final last year. I, I think he'll be saying, lads, four hours here, boys. Can you give me four hours? And we're back to back. And I, I think it could be very hard to stop because I, I think, lads, you look at the under, their under 20s the other night. Like, none of them will feature. They're, they're going for three in a row at that level, if you like. How many of them are going to feature on the first 15? I don't know. And you're looking at a Bonner Mar, I think, back fully fifth after coming off a, a savage campaign for his club. Uh, so I, I, I think we, a, a lot of us didn't mention him enough. And I, 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 for me, even if they got beaten in a Munster final, they, they have the, the, the panel, I think, and the strength and depth that I think Limerick might be down now, missing Casey, possibly English, and, Dow- and Dowling. And I, I think that might swing it for them. So that's my tuppence on the whole thing. Um, we'll see who's right and wrong as we go along. And we know how much of a game of chance the whole thing is. Because if you look the night of the Munster final last year, and we did the podcast the following day, Mark, we were saying, tip, there was no way back from. Yeah, and absolutely, then, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, and you're right, Liam Sheedy was un- unbelievable uh, in, in, in terms of getting them back on track. Like, But I've done a little bit of analysis there on the breakdown, just, just in case I'm totally against the stats, I'm not. like So in Munster, three of us have gone for Cork, one for Tip, two for Limerick. In Leinster, four for Kilkenny, one for Wexford, one for Galway. 
And in the All-Ireland, one tip, one cork, one Kilkenny, and three have gone for Limerick. So, no, that's massive. So, so for Brian Lohan and the lads, listen, lads, looking ahead to Sunday, and Hoagie has to leave us there. Now, in fairness to him, he's been good with his time, and if we were all on time like the rest of him, uh, like 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 Hoagie, we'd, we'd, we'd have another 15 minutes of the show. Yeah, TJ, you're holding up your hand. I suppose you won't delay us on Sunday, TJ, to get specific you know, with the two games the weekend. What sort of a clear team can we expect on the, on the outside? I was trying to put a forward line together. Like, are we looking at Dermot Ryan, David Fitzgerald, Shane O'Donnell? I suppose being probably some of the key players. Where's the rest of the fit coming around there? Shall My I speculation, Tej, and, and you know what? It's going to be one of the features this year, like like the round robin <laughs> last year. That we won't know. We won't know yeah. until they go out onto the field. And, and that's the way we're going to have it this year. And as you said, the winners facing in the tip the following week. We won't have a clue till the ball has turned in nearly the yeah. following week in particular. My speculation would be we're badly hit up front. That's that's the reality of it, TJ. You, you are badly hitting the full back line. I, I totally acknowledge that. Without Duggan, without Conlon, um, without, well, the Podge one, you know, whether was he dropped? Was he, what, right. you know, we don't know. That's speculation there about that. But for me, he's a huge loss in that we're missing both Galvins as well now. And remember, Ian Galvin, lads, came on in every game for Clare over the last couple of years and turned games for us. And yeah. Cullum didn't gone for midfield as well. And like Cullum, to go back two years, nine points down against against Galway, first day, dropped him back behind the half-back line. He turned the game. Like, when that yeah. fella's on, on song, no, he has been a little bit inconsistent, you know, for my liking. But when he's on song, he's a serious, serious operator. So, clear are down, you know, a lot. And Aidan McCarthy, is he right? He couldn't play him Monday night, but he's under 20s. And, you know, I don't know if you ever remember the McCarthy's on Ireland's fittest families, Jason and Aidan and the mother and father. The mother is nearly the toughest to the four, so... The speculation around West Clare here is that a fierce West Clare connections that play football for Kim Murray Abrican, that, that, that the mother would cut off the bandage before Sunday if she has to. So Aidan <laughs> might feature as a surprise in the defence now rather than Dermot Ryan. I'd say there's more speculation about our defence, TJ, because we have a few options in defence rather than right. up front. I'd say up front you're possibly looking at David Fitzgerald, who would have been a wing-back, but has also operated at centre-forward, as we all know. He was one of the great ones in the fantasy that they'd put him in as a back, but you knew he was going to play in the forwards in the league or you had an inclination and you'd get double points for every score he got because he was down as a Me. defender. There, There's a little tip yeah. for you now if you want to change your teams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, I, uh, picked, I picked Crummy cornerback last night. Yeah, yeah with the hope that he sent a forward. Yeah, yeah. Here you are. Here you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it has worked like that now, but uh, the boys in, in Owen Row are getting... Uh, Kyle is getting fair wise to that stuff as well and he, he knows yeah, what's yeah. going on around the place but I'd say TJ what you're looking at is a bit of a banking on an inside line do you know that Limerick are, are hurt there and you have the likes of Aaron Shanahan probably on the edge of the square so maybe speculation that Limerick might put Dan Morrissey back to match staff height wise and, and strength wise and, and possibly with Shane O'Donnell in one corner and Aaron Cunningham who I believe challenge matches haven't gone hectic for Clare we, we spoke about them how much you know, fate you can put in him or, or not. But he's supposed to be, Aaron Cunningham is supposed to be maybe two years out of it now, but has the whole year and was very good for both tones in the, in the few games they had in the championship, that he'll be in the other corner. And I mean, that's that's a fairly potent line if there's weakness in there for Limerick. So if they can get it in often outside, you're looking at maybe David Fitz. David really definitely be one wing. David Reedy's top player to me. He, he'd be on my 15 for clear if, if everybody was available. And the other wing, Carl Malone, possibly, you know, man in the match county final for the bridge. So 
Yeah, but what's off the bench then is, is the thing for Clare and, and maybe you're looking at young Rogers really good the other night for the 20s, you know, he looks a really exciting player. Impressive. Yeah, he, 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 he I mean, yeah, like Scarif won the intermediate in Clare and he was just out of this world in their games, you know, so, look, I don't know, but you would say we're fairly uh, bone tin up front and, and, and will Limerick, if fellas are not being able to go well, what you named out earlier, you know, a fella like David Dempsey in the county final, in the Limerick county final, he was devastating and to think he wouldn't be starting, like, it's <laughs> a fair ask that yeah. they would clear over a 76, 77, 78 minute period match that Limerick team. Yeah. And is, is looking at David McInerney, Tony Kelly in the middle of the field, or will David McInerney? Ah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, don't, I don't see a change there. That has worked for Brian. It's been well told that David was not a fan of fullback. He was good at it, but he wanted to be out. And, and that, mid, that midfield was, I mean, like, look at last March. Claire was buzzing with Lohan taking over and, yeah. you know, different style and maybe different voice as well and a different way of, and just what the doctor ordered maybe, Derek, in terms of what mm. Claire lads, you know, a new freshness and, and new guys that were just taking it on value. And we're, it is the National League final as well on Sunday. It is, yeah. And I, and I think it's, a, it's probably a, an ideal scenario as well in terms of how Limerick are being built up by, by everybody, you know, I suppose. I know that's an effect Kylie is so... Down to earth, and they saw, you know, there's not, there's not going to seep in, but it's, you know, it's, it's difficult to control it all the time when you're, you know, when you're being tipped in every, in every department. And I think that's, it's ideal really for Brian Lowen in terms of the, the build up, really. Yeah, yeah. And look, the bookies don't be too far wrong. And I suppose, look at, I suppose that the feeling would be, and that's, I suppose, Mark, you'd see Limerick just being too balanced, would you? Limerick are a very good team, um, Anthony, but like, you can still only play 15 players at the end of the day. Um, but like, I, I think Limerick will, will have, they will be very close. They will be in the All-Ireland semi-final, I think. I, I just, I can't get away from Kilkenny, Anthony. I just think, having seen a good few of their games this year, and I think TJ Reid is the best holder in the country, by none. And I also think that Colin Fenley at full forward, he's also captain this year. He'll want to uh, continue a very proud Finley tradition and captaining his 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 county to win all Ireland. Um his his uncle Lima won two of them captain to, to win two and Michael his brother captain to win in Ireland as well. So I just think that um, and like before the year is out I think Adrian Mullen will come back into it. He's probably not match fit now, but I think you'll get to an All Ireland semi final or a final. I think he'll be, yeah. like I think they'll walk into this into the into the Leinster final like and like Wexford and Galway will have a fair hop off of each other. And I, I think Kilkenny, like you go back, like any, t- the one crowd that would always, if you get their back up a small bit, it's Kilkenny. And I think they're really, really still odd over the Richie Hogan sending off last year. And like they were outstanding in the first 25 minutes of that Ireland final last year. And they had no hope going into the match. I think, I think they're in a better place this year. I really, really fancy Kilkenny this year. The five, yeah. the five to one as well, Mark. So it might be a bit of value there for Kilkenny to win the All Ireland. It's, it's, it's a good bet. I suppose still to go back to Limerick for a second. The question marks will be around on Sunday. The full back line as to how they shape up there, right? Sean Finn is an option to play at full back, as you said already. Dan Morrissey is an option to play at full back. I know that Barry Nash is going fairly well, and he has played a game at cornerback. The way teams play, he kind of ends up out there. That's a question mark for them. But they are specialist positions now, two, three, and four. Like in like it, it, it could be an area like. What about, Aaron, what about Aaron Costello, Tig? 
Aaron Costa played very well in the used league. him a lot, like yeah, he's used him a lot. Yeah, he I I, I think he'll feature a cornerback, and then I suppose Tom Condon will come into the picture as well. Right, and after that, you're probably into some of the, the guys that haven't played before, but. Yeah, I, I suppose the number three position is really the one, right? Like you take, you said there about Shannon. Shannon on the edge of the square could be a danger because he's a good man in the air, right? So um, just be interesting to see the type of tactics. And Brian certainly seemed to be, I won't say long ball all him, but he certainly be very direct there in the league games. And it definitely worked for them. There's a couple of good snippets of form in Clare's league form early in the year. Like they had a good win against Wexford, uh, second day out, which like is a difficult uh, league fixture to win. You know, and like obviously the draw against Kilkenny, where Kilkenny were lucky to get the draw in the finish, like in Clare scored 313. So there is a couple of snippets in there that things were working for him. So to go back to what you said earlier, then two boys up top, like I think Peter Dogan and John Conlon, if they were part of this Clare team, then I'd say there might be a little bit more spring in the general Clare step, I would say, which is probably right. Yeah, like, and just look, watch the match yesterday. Now, and I know it was round robin last year, and like Clare were obliterated by Limerick, but. Peter would be the only clear scorer at halftime. Would, would just looking at head to the weekend, you'd be, you'd be worried. No, they were in touch at halftime, up to halftime. To, at the 26th minute, for all the world, it was nine points to six. But Limerick streaked away in that crucial eight minutes after that. They, they streaked away. Derek, we're kicking off Saturday night, I suppose. We, 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 we didn't give it much mention, and, and, and we've crowned you didn't, in fairness, yeah. Uh, and I wouldn't be so sure either. I actually think if Galway would overcome Wexford. I would, I maybe would have been running with Galway maybe to um, be a real threat to Kilkenny because I do think if it's Kilkenny and Wexford, Kilkenny might have enough, um, as Mark alluded to, about last year and stuff. But looking at Saturday night, like Dublin, I was in Parnell Park last year and, you know, obviously I have links and like you you mentioned yourself Mm. earlier on, I have a grow, a definite grow and, and, and obviously spent a bit of time with Crocs as well and, like it was a huge night beating Galway last year. The buzz around the place, and it probably was too much for them to cope with in some silly way that still uh, inflicts them a bit. And they came out the following week and beaten by the Joe McDonough champions. Now, who were the story of the year outside the temporary mm-hmm. leash last year under Eddie? And it's a kind of an intriguing fixture, isn't it? Because Parnell Park is a bit of a fortress for Dublin, but Leash. It's tight and it's short. You know, we all know Parnell is that bit tighter and it, it is maybe suited Dublin in, in league games and that. But, but Leash might like the thought of going there. Yeah, and I think, you know, the, the manner in which they played last year, I suppose, with John Lennon kind of sweep as well. I think they'll stick very much to that template and it presents the challenge of kind of a year down the line for Maddie Kenny in terms of, and even even the speculation around whether Crummy will play in the forward line or Sean Moore will possibly play in the forward line. You know, it's it's... He's had a long time to think about it, and it really comes down into the seventy minutes. So it'll be it'll be very interesting in that. You know, I think it's well documented. You know, Eddie has been fairly to the forefront in terms of his feelings on the COVID, and you know, the, the early in early in the summer almost he was talking about access to the players and not having the same amount of access, and that it's a level playing field. So indirectly, what what they may have done, Leach is taking the pressure off themselves in terms of the expectation levels for a performance, which means that they. They could behind the scenes be kind of just you know expecting to have a good performance. The other thing, I suppose, is that you talked about the revenge factor for Kilkenny if they were to meet Wexford. That you'd imagine the Dublin players are are very very you know cognizant of what happened last year. They're you know, they're hurting from last year, and and that they'd have the capabilities, I suppose, of resetting themselves motivationally for a for a shot at least, and that the advantage motivationally would be with them. Albeit, as I said, is there's, there's a it's very hard almost. You're talking about watching a couple of matches yourself, Anthony. It's very hard actually to 
without making excuses for ourselves to make predictions or to kind of say how guys will be going because there's there's elements of albeit it's champs there's still elements of the unknown to, in terms of how fellas will go or, or might go so I think that that has to be kind of a caveat for any type of analysis but my feeling is that Dublin will have enough motivation and indeed they may have a preparation kind of advantage on leash and that they should be good enough to get over the line combining those things but you know, I wouldn't rule out Leash being in the game. I think Leash's aim will be with Mike Harkin and Eddie and the boys to be in the game for as long as they can to get a hold on it like they did last year and then open with the momentum and we'll, we'll get them over the line. The key, the key missing factor last year is that when Leash left Port Leash at halftime last year, they were, they were met by a standing ovation of Leash, of a Leash crowd who, who were basically jumping up on their backs as they went in under the tunnel, you know, and, and that, that element will be, will be key, I suppose, in terms of, you know, the motivation for guys and, and and feeding off that energy, I think that's going to be that's going to be evident for for most of the teams, really. Yeah, that's it. And and uh, someone said to me as well and mentioned, I suppose it might cover maybe Saturday in the piece as well. You know, we'll call it what Conal Keeney feature for Dublin. And I said a bit like, um, um, the Galway situation with bringing back Gary Sice. I, I you know, I, maybe if I was starting off next year, I'd be saying to Conal, look, you've had a great innings, Conal, I'm going to try and build it here. But with the year that's in it. Keeney, and we all saw the picture with himself and John Small hopping off each other in the, where their both faces got contorted. We might a contender for photograph of the year. Um, I'd be bringing Keeney to our me for these few weeks ahead. I'll tell you, you know, a fella like that inside in Parnell on uh, on, on Saturday evening, I, I'd be definitely using him anyway. Um, so look, and they played in the league in Parnell Park um, earlier on this year too, and Dublin had a good win there for like four eighteen two seventeen, and Dublin's general form. Against leashes in the league, I would say, on the piece of form to go on has been that little bit better. So they're probably entitled to be favourites, all right, Dublin, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think they're being overly written off a little bit in Leinster. I don't give them an overall chance of absolutely winning it. But I think if you look at Matty Kenny's record with the Kula boys, he came out of Leinster last year, you know, when nobody really gave them, they all said it'd be Wexford Galway. And they came out of Leinster, you know, they, they were yeah. desperately competitive in every game and then a bleep against Leash. Now, where that form is overall, then, is the, is, the, is the big question. And I suppose, look, we can only speculate here, as you said, Derek. But look, lads, um, Mark, you're about to meet Daffler and collect a few pound commission off him. Uh, be good team now, like, look at interest rates are low, but like, you could be yeah, on it, you know, yeah, I know yeah, you know, yeah, this, like, you can know the stocks and shares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could, if, if all comes to all, you could sell him a leg, a leg and a horse, like. Well, just, just mention the Queen now. She, she's after getting her couple of weeks off. So she came back on the water this week now. So we'll be hoping that uh, the lockdown will be lifted at the first week of December. And we might be able to strike off the Dundalk for an old a Skype. You would never know. We might get the Christmas expenses, Dela. Very important. Yeah, you, you should still be living off the championship expenses. Huh? <laughs> You'll we'll still be living after Cork County final expenses, don't worry. But that's it, lads. The getaway queen, the getaway queen is on the way back, lads. Uh, just keep an eye out for her because TJ, although your man is mentioning Dundalk, TJ has our campaign map, mapped out on the hurdles yeah. front. Don't forget I'll, that. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know, Dello. I'll let you know. Uh, great stuff, boys. Uh, Derek, thanks a million. I know you were under pressure for time. Derek, you can look and look and take it easy on them today. Like, you know, the midterm is coming up, Derek. You know what I mean? We might, <laughs> we might, get, we might get the extra week. You never know. But look, <laughs> cheers, Derek. Uh, thanks, lads. Thanks, all listeners out there. Uh, Larry, I'm going to put a, um, 
a three o'clock limit on the teams to be up Saturday, your final final team. I know we'll be allowed to make transfers after two rounds, I think, and all that. We'll be abiding by the rules that everyone else in the country is on, on that. But your final team by 3 p.m. on Saturday. Um, I thought it was 2 o'clock. No, it's not 2 p.m. Is it 2 o'clock? Is it, it, well, whatever, Larry. The fast gonna, one there, there again. You no, see. Larry, I'm going to let you clarify uh, with Carl in, in Onrua what the final, and it'd be a bit like the premiership teams. You'll have to have them in. Bang, and that's your final pick as we go. So, Mark Landers, Carl will help you with all that, Mark, that bit of technology. If you, you manage, in fairness, um, Mark, it's, it's, it's fairly straightforward. Plenty, you'll, you'll need some time to get your head around some of the decisions. You might even right. need, if you have um, a, a, an assistant or a selector or two, I found it a kind of a, an advantage having plenty of advice anyway. So, we can I, I, I have a, a three year old and a five year old, that'd be a great help to me. Just look, stick the pin in one of them there now, and away we go. You've, you've one whole household uh, bubble you can operate with, like with Renault, official car partner of the GAA, taking the passion of a nation to a whole new gear. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.